Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by the 49er Hype Machine, baby. Oh, it's here. We are getting close. I'm losing count, but I'm going to say that I think we're nine Sundays away from the start of the NFL season. Maybe eight. I'm, I'm losing count. We are getting close. If this is your first time listening to the Goldcast, welcome. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, wherever great podcasts are sold for free, all under the moniker The Gold Cast. You can also like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook.com slash The Gold Cast, Twitter at The underscore Gold Cast. Like, subscribe. You can follow me, your main host, with the most. That's a, it's a really old joke. You can find me at Rudy Solis. Three on Instagram, on Twitter at Rudy Sleece three R D Rudy Sleece third. All right, gang, solo mission is here. We're gonna talk first about the big news that Jimmy G is cleared for training camp. Oh yeah, it's official. It's out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is official. Then we're gonna just talk about just the Forty Nine er hype machine. How hyped I am for this season. How hyped you should be for this season. And just, it's, I, I cannot wait. And then we'll talk a little bit NBA, a little bit of NBA. We've talked a lot of heavy-duty NBA lately. I mean, there's been a lot going on. But I want to touch on a couple things that I think this offseason is showing us that I think is going to make the NBA more fun than it's ever been before. All right. Your professor of fanalism is here. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We're the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisa III, and with me is you, Gold Cast Nation. I love these episodes because it gives me an opportunity just for me and you to talk. Just, just the two of us, alone, in your car, or while you're jogging down the street, or while you're sitting at your house on the other side of the world, or while you're in the gym lifting some weights, here we are. This is an opportunity for just the two of us to talk. It has become official, first and foremost. It has become official. Candlestick Will is our brand new host. For the first time since, bless bless his soul, Old Man Davis. Since Old Man Davis was here, may he rest in peace in a Las Vegas cemetery somewhere where the 40, where the Raiders will be headed to in the future. We finally have a third host, and we think he's fantastic. Sound off. I've already heard a couple. I have gotten some feedback about Candlestick Will. People love just the amount of knowledge and depth he brings and clearly the amount of passion he has for Bay Area sports that we do. And having him here, it expands our horizon and allows us to even touch on some subjects we might not normally touch on if it was just Raymond and I. So you get a different flavor every time you get me, the uh, host with the most, (laughs) your professor of fanalism. Then, of course, we get Raymond, the greatest fanalist in the game. And now we have Candlestick Will. We got to figure out what he is the best at. If I'm a professor of fanalism and Raymond's the greatest fanalist in the game, we have to figure out what he's the best fan uh suffix add suffix here i'm not sure exactly what that's going to be but i think it will come in time and we will all know together what that 
is. So just be on the lookout. You will hear more and more episodes with Candlestick Will as we roll in. And he is back, and he will be joining us for the 49ers football season. The Gold Cast Nation, we single-handedly brought him back to 49ers football. He is here. I can't wait. So let's talk about this. Jimmy G has been cleared for training camp. This is awesome. He was talking with Pro Football Talks, Shereen Williams. He said the rehab process has gone really well. Knock on wood, we haven't had any setbacks. OTAs went about as well as I could have hoped for, and now training camp hopefully will be full go with team drills and all that stuff. We're moving in the right direction. We just got to keep going day by day and stacking them together. Or, as John Lynch would say, Jimmy G, brick by brick. It's a long process, but we've come this far. So why stop now, right? So that is it. He's back. I'm so hyped. This, this has been a rough journey. Let me, let me share my story with you. The day that he went down, week three, Kansas City Chiefs. He's mounting this big comeback. I'm pretty excited. I'm believing we're going to come back. I'm like, we are going to take this game. Let's go. And then he steps steps out of bounds, steps back in, falls, no contact. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, come on, sprain ankle or something. Come on, give me like you're out like a week. He has the look of death on his face. And then they announce torn ACL. I almost am sick to my stomach. I've only experienced being sick to my stomach once, like where something happened and I was just so upset that I was sick to my stomach. It's only happened one time in my life ever. Uh, when I was stock trading one time. That's a long story for another day. So I I got up, walked out of my living room, laid on my bed, stared blankly at the screen, watched the rest of the game, but then once the game ended, kind of just looked up at the ceiling. I remember my wife coming in and she was like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, nothing, just our season's over. Week three, it's done. You know, we go. We had this huge, big, way, really great way to end the previous season, 2017. We ended with that five-game win streak, and Jimmy G looks unstoppable, and I'm super excited for this season. Got off to a kind of a rocky start, and now, now here we are, week three, and it's over. Awesome. This is the best. Way, this is the best feeling ever. Said nobody who's a 49ers fan. So now that the news that he's back, I am so excited. But I've said this before on the Goldcast. I'm very trepidatious. I am so nervous. Will we get a healthy Jimmy G? Will Jimmy G be able to fulfill the amount of games he's supposed to? He's only done it once in three seasons. He couldn't. He couldn't finish the amount. He was. He was supposed to be in there for four weeks for Tom Brady when Tom Brady was suspended. Couldn't finish it. Got hurt then too. Did the five games, wasn't even expected to play. Played the five games in 2017. Then bam, 2018 comes back and is out by week three. So here we are, 2019. The question is, can Jimmy G fulfill the amount of games he's contractually expected to fill? Because so far he hasn't done it in two of the three seasons. And in the middle season, he actually wasn't supposed to fill any games. We didn't know what was going to happen. Here's my guess. My way too early prediction. July 9th, is that he will. I don't know if he'll play every game. I would say he, he'll he play at least, I think we talked about this before, I would say at least 12 to 14 games he plays 
for, for us, at least 12 to 14. I hope that Jimmy G, they're talking about this a little bit. I've been reading some of this, that he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He gets that nobody believes in me attitude, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to tear this up because he was so fired up, just so ready in 27 to just step out, start a game, and prove that he was worthy of a starting position. He wanted that so bad, and you could see it. You could see it in that 2017 season. We went on that five-game tear. You could see the burn in his eyes, and I hope, I hope that this this torn ACL gives him that burn again, gives him that drive. Jimmy G, I hope you feel that fire and you're ready to go. That's what I'm really hoping from you. So let's talk about this. This is the next thing I want to talk about, just the 49ers hype machine. How hype are you guys? This defense looks awesome if it can stay healthy. It looks awesome, awesome. On paper, this defense is absolutely bonkers. This front four, watching the catch three, you know, if you haven't heard that episode, go back a couple episodes back. We did a huge gold dive, our deep dive gold dive additions into famous 49er games from yesteryear. We did the catch three. Awesome episode. You've got to see it. We have some great feedback. I have great feedback from one of our diehards, Andy Laird. He posted a huge, huge comment on YouTube, and I'm going to read it a little bit later. But the seeing that game, watching our front four, watching our linebackers, I was just reminded again of how incredible the Harbaugh defense was, that Vic Fangio-coordinated defense. It was incredible. And then seeing what we've done, how hard John Lynch has worked on addressing the front seven, this is an opportunity this year to get a little bit of that defensive magic back because the defense was truly the core of that 49ers era. I think this era has clearly been defined by Kyle Shanahan and his, his obviously his incredible scheming and his ability to make something out of virtually nothing. And the defense has let us down time and time again. Stop me if you've heard this before. 49ers are in the lead with about, you know, maybe 8 to 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Have a lead. But it's not it's a it's a little one, but they have one. Defense can't hold on to that lead. 49ers lose anywhere between five to ten points. I remember I believe it was the first year Kyle Shannon was coaching that he had he had lost more games by three points or less than any other coach in history. Like we're always just right there neck and neck offensively, but the defense just cannot protect the lead. And now here's their chance. Robert Sala, it is put up or shut up time, buddy. You, John Lynch has given you many, many weapons. I wish we would have addressed the cornerback situation a little bit more. We kind of balkied it and just said, ah, whatever. But I think their belief is is that if we can get to the quarterback fast enough, it will, uh, it will. That I think, I think what they what they believe is that these cornerbacks are actually pretty good. And that the cornerbacks have had a lot of stress on them due to the fact that they've had to try and cover these wide receivers for so long because we have so little of a pass rush. So the idea and the thinking is here, if we can get to the quarterback, these cornerbacks don't have to do their job for as long and what skill sets they do have will be emphasized. I think that's the thinking right here. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but that's the thinking here. And so if they can though, if we can start getting to quarterbacks and really making their days living nightmares and forcing them to drop back and pass as quick as possible before they're ready, putting that pressure on, getting sacks, 
getting getting to the quarterback, hitting him, knocking him down. I know the rules are kind of funky now, but if we can do that, this team does have a shot. Because I think offensively, I truly believe Kyle Shannon is going to put together the, the schemes he's been doing this entire time. He has new weapons. I'm really excited to see Tevin Coleman. Super excited. He's the player I'm the most excited about. And I think there's a real opportunity here for the 49ers to be feisty. I keep saying 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I think, listen, I'm going to say this again. Goldcast Nation, temper your expectations. 8-8. Eight and eight. You still have Seattle. That is still really good. You have the Rams, who I still think are going to be really good. They're going to regress, but are they going to regress to below the one seed? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm ready to give them that. I'm not ready to give them that at all. But I, I still believe the 49ers are somewhere between second, third and second place. Somewhere in there. That's what I believe. Okay? So I think that it's if you temper your expectations, if you go Rudy, Professor Fanalism, Gold Cast Nation route, you go this route, you won't be as upset. If you go super hype machine, like like super over-the-top extra hype machine, and you think that we're just going to go and take take the NFC West and we're going to sit there and we're going to rattle off 12 wins like it's nothing, then you're going to be pretty upset. So don't, 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 then, but then if we do, let's say we do win 9 or 10 or 11 games or 12, which would be insanity, but let's say we do, then you'll be super excited. You'll be like the 49ers jump way above and beyond my expectations because I thought eight and eight. I just say, I'm just saying, let's let's have a let's take a realistic approach to the 49ers hype machine. Let's take a realistic approach. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of potential here, but we still got to gel, man. We got to put this whole thing together. And they haven't done that. A lot a lot of these guys have never played together on the field yet. I'm confident. In Kyle Shannon's offense, I am confident he will get those players ready to go. I am confident that they're going to kick some butt. I have a lot of questions about this defense. I have a lot of hopes and expectations about this defense. I am not sure if this defense can live up to it. That's basically where I stand on both sides of the ball. So do me a favor. Go down in the YouTube comments and let me know. Is our secondary going to be exploited or improved by by this front seven okay is our defense going to be exploited or improved by the front seven number two how many games do you think jimmy g will play this year will we get him for the full season or will he be in and out a little bit. How many games do you think he's going to pay? Let me know in the YouTube comments, youtube.com slash the gold cast. Let me know in the comments. All right, last bit, and then we're out. So I do want to say one thing, one thing that made me so happy while I was on vacation at a secret location for the 4th of July. One thing that made me so happy was seeing Kawhi Leonard dupe those dumbass Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> oh, it made me so happy. How you like them apples, boy? Huh? I told you it wasn't cinnamon. I told you it wasn't cinnamon. You know what makes me mad? I'm going to say this story before. I moved to Los Angeles, a Lakers and Warriors fan. I liked both teams. I rooted for both teams most of my life. Rooted for them many times. Loved the Kobe Shaq Lakers. Loved the Kobe Solo Lakers. Like, that's pretty much my, my major era. 
saw Magic and Magic vs. Larry. I was a kid, but I did watch it on TV with my dad. Saw that stuff. Loved rooting for the Lakers in the postseason. Warriors were up and down. And when the Warriors became so successful, as I've mentioned many times on this Goldcast, the vitriol that came from a team with 16 rings. You know what I started telling their fans? I go, you know what? Act like you've been here before. Seriously, the amount of whining and complaining you guys do is insane. You have 16 rings. Act like you've been before, here before, dude. Act like you've been here. Why, which you haven't been here? You, 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 haven't been the, you haven't been to the top of the mountain before? You act, you act like you got zero rings. Like you're, cli- you're cli- crying like a bu- bunch of little bitches. So they pretty much, it was easy to pull my fandom. Once the, the Warriors announced they were moving back to San Francisco, even easier. Now they're playing in San Francisco for the first time this season, even easier. The SF that is my heart is pumping red, gold, Black, orange, blue, and yellow into my entire body right now. That's all the colors of my blood. Literally, it's all the colors of, of, of our three great teams. That's it. Red and gold, black and orange, blue and yellow. Boom. My whole blood. If you cut my blood, that's all that comes out like that. Like just a little sports rainbow. Little 49er sports rainbow. Just going down. I'm sorry. San Francisco sports rainbow. So it was easy. They made it easy. Screw the Lakers. And nothing made me happier to them to watch, to watch Kawhi not sign with them. And he ends up going to the Clippers and dupes, dupes them. I'm not entirely sure if this Lakers team is currently constructed is actually good. I have no idea. You still have LeBron and AD, two of the best players in the game. But you got Boogie Cousins over there. Quincy Cooks over there. Danny Green, which was a good get. Rondo's back. JaVale McGee's back. I guess Lance Stevenson isn't. But... Kyle Kuzma's there. It it's just it's a oddly constructed team, oddly. But those Clippers, man, I have to admit, those Clippers, those are look they're looking nice. And the thing that gets me the most excited about this season of the NBA and why you should be excited about this season of the NBA are Warriors. It's going to be a rough season. Okay, we've we've had a lot of those with the 49ers. We can't get too upset. All right, this happens. This is part of sports. San Francisco just can't win every ring every year. I know it's hard to believe. I know, I know we do win a year a ring every single year. I know that's kind of how we roll, but we can't do it every time, guys. Okay, we can't. It it's not sustainable. But you damn better believe we're going to try with those 49ers. This is the start of that next engine there. But going back to this, this this player movement, everything that happened this year and what's been happening the last several years. This is the beginning of NBA parity. NBA parity. This is what we always complain about, right? There's no parity in, in basketball. There's just no parity. There's always like two top-heavy teams. The Warriors may be, for a while, the end of that kind of team. I mean, they're arguably the greatest NBA basketball team of all time. They're the greatest modern NBA basketball team of all time, no question. But this might be the end of that era, and this might be the start of NBA parity. And I, for one, am fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. I love the NBA. I love, I'm a fan of football. And one of the things that makes me excited about football is that there's always the chance that my team can come back to the top with just a couple couple changes, a couple moves here and there, and they can do it. And the NBA, you always feel like, for years, you always feel like you have no hope. You have just no hope. If you're like the sixth seed, it's a done deal. But now, now, now we have an opportunity. This, maybe we're not necessarily going to be 
the number one seed this year for the Warriors. Candlestick Will completely disagrees, and he's had some great discussions on Twitter. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that on the Goldcast pretty soon here at some point in the future. But the this gives us NBA parity, and this gives us an opportunity to see a lot of teams compete at high levels, and maybe we will start seeing seeds lower seeds actually get a little bit further because we've got a lot of great two 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 star combos we have some interesting three like not three star combos but like three player led combos and then we have some really good you know four four squad deep and beyond teams like these are the kind of combos that we're looking at the nba and i think we need it i think this is what the nba needs the nba needs to get more like the nfl it does we need to see parity we need to see teams that players move around and new teams rise and they don't work for a couple years and then they drop and then they go somewhere else. This is what we, this kind of movement, it's great for the NBA. And for those of you that always complain that there's no parody and that's why you don't watch the NBA, well, guess what? Here's parody. It is here, man. I, can you name who's going to win it? I would say the Clippers are the favorites, but you can't say with for a guarantee. They're not, you know, a, a couple teams, no, or I'll say one team that no one's really talking about is Utah. No one's really talking about Utah. And I think that is foolish. I think that is foolish to count out Utah. Keep your eye on Utah because I think that's kind of foolish. I think they're, they're, they've got, they're making some sneaky moves. New Orleans, I think, also is going under. That's another team that that is quietly, David Griffith is quietly really building a nice squad over there and all under the table. They're really young, but they could be playoff bound this first year. I got some, some fellow NBA heads that are like, they think those guys are going to be playoff bound. That's... That's interesting. So I'm just saying in defense of all the movement, I know it sucks that the Warriors have gone down a little bit. I think the Warriors have quietly restacked again and have themselves a pretty decent squad and more than enough, more than enough to make a run. I'm not, I'm not going to, not a dominating run like we've had in years prior, but good enough to become a playoff team. So I think if you, like I said, this gives us an opportunity for NBA parity, which is awesome. Okay. Last bit as promised. I wanted to end with Andy Laird's awesome comments on the Catch 3, our Gold Dive episode. So Andy Laird, one of our UK fans, we have this like really awesome contingent from overseas that's awesome. So Andy goes, the Gold Cast, what a game, what a Gold Cast, great job gentlemen. I'm glad you finished the episode playing the radio call with Ted Robinson's emotional commentary and Eric Davis's wild celebrations. YouTube is Full of videos recorded in Candlestick stands showing the faithful's reaction to the final 49ers drive and the catch three. The crowd was going crazy. The atmosphere was incredible. And you could hear it through the broadcast on the TV and radio. In answer to Ted Robbins's, can you feel Candlestick? You could, even 4,500 miles away from where I was jumping around in front of my TV in the early hours of the morning. You guys got the Gold Cast Awards correct. I would just like to add a special mention to Joe Staley, who cleared the lane ahead of Alex Smith on his running TD. That was good, Andy. That was a good one. Good, good call by you. My MVP of the game was Alex Smith. It was a true redemption game for him. From the despair of the We Want Car game versus Philadelphia in 2010 to leading the 49ers to a playoff win was an incredible turnaround. On the final drive, he only had Frank Gore and Vernon Davis to show to throw to as he had no wide receiver help. It was amazing that he went for a big shot on first and 10 at our own 33-yard line to Brett Swain. Brett Swain! Smith should have taken us to the Super Bowl 
Smith should have taken us to... Oh, I'm losing this. Hold on. Smith. Oh, no. Smith should have taken us to the Super Bowl. And don't even get me started on Jim Harbaugh. But the quest for six continues. <laughs> Andy, you're going to have to tell me later what you mean by don't get me started on Jim Harbaugh. And he also said, welcome, Candlestick Will. So that's awesome. Uh, love those comments. Those are great. Agree 100%. Thank you for those. That was awesome. It was just loved it. Appreciate it. That's the kind of fandom that we love. That's the kind of interaction that we love. Thank you, Andy Laird. All right. We'll be back later this week with some more news. That was it for today. I just had to come on because we were gone for so long on vacation. We are back. We'll be back the rest of the month. Our goal is to try and do two episodes a week uh, as per the usual. And now that we've got a third host, it'll give us some more flexibility. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III, and with me is you, Gold Cast Nation. We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. Let's go. This is, is the Gold Cast.